You are listening to the Restoration LA podcast. For more, visit us at restorationla.org. I remember that some of the biggest questions that would happen in my life took place in elementary school. Some of the biggest questions, like some earth-shifting and world-changing questions took place in the classroom. And one of the biggest questions that I remember having to answer that excited me was, what do you want to be when you grow up? It, it, it was a t- I'm from the generation that kids should be seen and not heard, so I didn't get a lot of time to like, express myself and let everybody hear me and know what I want to do, right? So when I'm in class and the teacher says, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? That was your time to shine, right? That was your time, like you, you practiced that answer in the mirror, you were ready for it, right? It was a big moment in a kid's life. It was an exciting moment. There was pride and there was passion that went into answering such questions. And then you grow up and then it feels like there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of stress then in that question. Amen? So it's exciting to even hear at a young age, my kids, what they want to, when you ask them what they want to be and what they want to do, they have answers now and they're only five and six years old. And my oldest, Nijah, if you ask him what he wants to be when he grows up, he wants to be a firefighter. And I think that's amazing. And yes, that can change and and anything could happen, but as of now, he wants to be a firefighter. If you ask my other daughter, uh, Kyrie, she wants to be a vet. She wants to take care of animals. She loves animals. She wants to take care of animals. And if you ask Maddie what she wants to be, she wants to be a princess doctor. I don't know if there's princess doctors, but I think she'll be happy to do anything as long as princess is on the label. but it's, it's funny to kind of see where they're at, even at such a young age, that they, they want to matter. My son wants to help people. My, my daughter wants to help animals. And Maddie wants to be a princess. Um, I, re- I have something right here. This is from the archives of uh, Steve uh, Martell uh, University here. It says, um, there's only one of me. Of course, I'm the bomb. Uh, so that kind of gives you the age of this. I believe that this is from 1995 to 1996-ish. Um, I know it was God's will because I just stumbled upon it. So I was like, all right, perfect. This is going to work. Um, it also lets you know how lost I was as a little kid. I couldn't spell at all. So uh, no props to Hacienda Unified School District. Um, <laughs> But uh, this is all about me. So this whole book is all about me. And and I found it and I read it and I was like, wow. This says, when I grow up, this is me talking. When I grow up, I'm going to be a football player for the Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) Or Green Bay. Figure out when Green Bay won the Super Bowl. I might just be a title chaser. Or if I get better at basketball, I will go to UCLA and then go to the Lakers and be the next Shaq. (laughs) I was a lost, lost kid. But I, I remember growing up that I would dream one day to be an athlete. I would dream one day to be playing on the biggest stage of them all counting down the last five seconds of the game and then hitting the game winner, right? Scoring that last second touchdown in the Super Bowl. And I would have definitely helped out the Raiders, I'll tell you that. They missed out not having me, I guarantee you. Um, 
I had ideas and dreams of, of being an artist and cartooning some of the, the most upcoming next comic book hero. I even had dreams of touring and, and sleeping on friend couches and, and, and skateboarding for a living and, and playing as my character on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. These are things that I still love today. These are hobbies that I still love today, but obviously those dreams that I had when, in 1995 didn't, didn't happen. I didn't play football. I didn't even play high school football. I didn't even play basketball. I still love skateboarding, but all I, all I had in, when it came to skateboarding was creating myself and Tony Hawk. I, I was never really in the game. But when it comes to th those types of dreams and aspirations and they don't happen and they don't come true, you find yourself at a place where you're questioning yourself. Or you find yourself where you're thinking like, man, what a, what a, what a, a disappointment, right? What a disappointment. There was many sleepless nights where I was trying to find my value in the things uh, that I loved or the dreams that I had. These were my plans. This is what I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to be. This is what made me happy. These are the things that, that brought life to me, that brought joy to me. But when the plans that you set don't happen or they don't work out the way you thought, what do you do? When the jobs don't come in, when the schooling becomes overwhelming, when you begin to doubt and you begin to question, you start to feel useless, you start to feel worthless, you start to feel lost, you start to feel stuck. Has anybody been there? The truth is that nobody wakes up to want to just live life to the bare minimum. Nobody wakes up with that on their heart. And we all want to count, and we all have a desire to leave an imprint, to make a difference, to accomplish goals, and to succeed in life. We all have a desire to make a lasting impact, and I hope that that is why you're here this morning. Because you want to do those same things, and not for your own self, but for the, for the glory of God. Amen? Maybe you find yourself uh, in a different route. Maybe things change, right? You find other gifts. You find other talents that you're good at, right? It's not all sour grapes. Maybe some other doors open up for you. Maybe you find yourself exactly where you planned it. Praise God. You be, but maybe you find yourself burying yourself in the work. Maybe you find yourself burying yourself in school. You're, you find yourself trying to just do and achieve. And maybe the cars are wonderful. Maybe the house is great. And all the connections you're making is piling up. But yet there's still times of the day, there's still times of the year where you wake up and you think, man, is, is this it? Is this it? Just to work hard? Just to cram away? Is, is that all this is all about? Wherever you find yourself today, church, at some point you've asked this question to yourself, what is my purpose? What is my purpose in this school? What is my purpose in this job? What is my purpose in this family? Maybe you've asked yourself, what is my purpose in this church? What is my purpose in life? Why do I exist? As I read this morning, I had my plans, and I felt I've had many times where I'm just stuck in life before Jesus, where I was just confused and unhappy and just wondering, God, why am I here? Why does this exist? And in Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says that we can make our plans. We can make our plans, but the Lord purpose will prevail. Somebody has to say amen for that. Amen. We can make the plans, but the Lord's purpose. Whose purpose? 
the Lord's purpose will prevail. Oh, that's 1921, huh? Sorry. Proverbs 16:9 says that we can make our own plans, but the Lord's the Lord determines our steps. You may be able to choose your career. You may be able to choose your hobbies, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Many parts of your life you're able to choose, but your purpose goes beyond all of those things. Your purpose is bigger than all of those things. See, God has laid out your purpose. Raise your hand this morning if you're alive. Everybody's hands should be raised. If not, things are going to get a little smelly in here. We have some corpses in here. Raise your hand if you're alive this morning. Check your hearts. Are they beating? Do you have a pulse? Right? That's, that means you're alive. That's a good sign. Right? It, it, it means if you're alive this morning, it means that God is not done with you. If you were able to wake up this morning and come here to Restoration LA, it means that God is not done. It's, it's important to understand that there is purpose for you being alive. Amen? You are alive for a purpose. Despite what you feel this morning, despite what you've been told, despite what you have been feeling, your purpose is found in Jesus. It's not in the doing it's not in the working hard. It's not in the achieving or the succeeding. It's found in Jesus. Amen? If you guys got your Bibles, why don't we turn to uh, a very recognizable scripture, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. And they are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So why am I here? Why have I been created? Why was I born? What is my purpose? Many men, many women battle, we wrestle, we toss and turn, and we lose sleep over this question, what is my purpose? And it's most times because we start at the wrong point. The definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created for, for which something exists. This thing about purpose has caused so much fear, so much stress. What if I don't find my purpose? What if I can't live up to my purpose? What if there's no purpose for me? We've all been there. We've all had friends. We've all felt these things. We've all silently murmured this thing to ourselves. And the truth is that many believers continue to wake up every morning, living a life of just bare minimum, just surviving, just trying to get through, wandering and drifting through their nine to five, clocking in and clocking out, getting in the car, cussing a few times in traffic, coming home, showering, high-five the wife and kiss and the kids, eat some dinner, and we do it all over again. And we just do it all over again, never actually understanding or valuing the purpose in which why we do things, understanding the purpose in which why, or why we are alive. We continue to do the same thing day in and day out, week after week, month after month. 
we live our lives not fully understanding that there is purpose. Is my purpose just to stress at work all day? To pretend to like people, to pay bills and more bills and just keep doing that all over again? Is that my purpose? Or maybe my purpose is to work hard and start a business and a blog and, and make tons of money and live life to the fullest just so I can gain things, just so I can gain status and I can live big and I can spend big and maybe my purpose is to be successful. It sounds good. And there's nothing wrong with being successful and there's nothing wrong with gaining big money and all of that. Those are all great things. But is that your purpose? That the purpose in which you're alive this morning, what your heart is beating and your lungs are filling with air, is that your purpose? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be? Sometimes we don't fully understand purpose because we measure purpose by success. We measure purpose based off the wrong stuff, right? We measure purpose based on what we do. We measure purpose based on the amount of money that is in the bank account. We measure purpose based on what we see so-and-so doing and achieving on Instagram. So we measure the purpose based off that and we compare our purpose on what so-and-so is doing and how so-and-so is living. Which leaves many unfulfilled. Which leaves many people caving under the pressure of trying to obtain something that is empty. Something that is misleading. Something that is false. This morning, I have three points that I want to bring to you. If you're taking notes, I applaud you. I think it's important to take notes. But I have three points. If we have time, I, I might uh, sneak in another one. But uh, if you're taking notes, these are the knots surrounding purpose. The knots. The knots surrounding purpose. To understand our purpose, we need to check how we see ourselves. To understand our purpose, we need to see ourselves the way God sees us. We need to know who we are, what's our identity, and where we stand in that. And once we, we see that and know that and understand that, that helps us guide or understand our purpose a little bit clearer and a little bit louder. Amen? So number one, the not surrounding purpose. You are not an accident. You are not an accident. You were created on purpose, for a purpose, on purpose, by a God of purpose. You're not an accident. It's not an accident that you're here this morning. Some of you may feel like you just woke up this morning and came to church because that's what you do. But no, that's, there, there's no accident in that. There's no accident in the fact that you call RLA your home. There's no accident in the fact that you're in the family that you're in. There's no accident in the fact that you have the connections and the relationships that you have. There's no accident at all when God is the forefront. There's no accident that you woke up this morning. So we need to get that and remove that out of our minds because there's a lot of us who are still struggling with that thing. Because we don't see ourselves the way that God sees us. We don't understand ourselves the way that God understands us. We feel like we're just an accident. It's no big deal. I'm just, I'm nobody. I'm unqualified. I'm not smart. I don't, I don't have anything to offer. And that's not true. You're not an accident. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 2.10. How do I know this? Because the Bible tells me so. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he 
planned for us long ago. What is that? That's purpose. We're God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. It doesn't say that we're God's failure. It doesn't say that we're God's mistake. It doesn't say that we are God's unqualified people. It doesn't say that we're God's losers. It says that we are God's masterpiece. You guys with me? See, the thing about art pieces and masterpieces and art, and like, I, I guess I can talk because I wanted to be an artist. But when, when you have an exhibit and when you showcase your art, there's going to be a few people who don't understand it. There's going to be a few people who don't connect with it. There's going to be a few people who just can't really connect with the song or their meaning or the painting or the canvas. or They're, they're not going to understand it. But you know who, who is proud of it? You know who it connects with? Do you know who it inspires? The one who created it. The one who put the painting in, that art, in the art show. The one who made that song and put the work in. It, it, it makes sense to the creator. That's why it's out there. That's why it's on showcase. That's why it's, it's out so everybody can see it and enjoy it. You are a masterpiece. And it's important to see ourselves from God's point of view. Amen? We understand that God is a creator. I don't know if you know that, but God is a creator. He created the heavens and the earth. He created you and me. He's created everything in this world. God is a creator. And you are a work of that. You are his masterpiece. God created the heavens and the earth, everything in it. He creates man in his image, loved and valued by the creator. He then places man and woman in a garden, and he gives the man purpose. We see that in Genesis 2, right off the bat. God's creating, and God gives purpose. We understand that God is very much into the details. God is a detail-oriented God. He's created your life for significance, not just so you can just wander around aimlessly and figure it out. God's not hiding and, and keeping your purpose away from you like a mystery or like a game. There's no such thing. God is, is in the details. God has created you for significance. Your birth was not a mistake. Your parents may have not planned you. You might have been a surprise to your, your parents. I know I was surprised when I was having twins. But God knew I was having twins before anything ever happened. Long before Nina Varnell, which was my birth mom, gave birth to me, I was already being formed. I was already being molded and shaped and designed by God long before anything ever came and came, happened in, in that hospital. Every single detail about who you are and about your life was crafted by God. Psalms 139. Verse 13 to 14, it says that you have made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. How precious are your thoughts of me, O oh God. 
They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. This is a God that is into the details. This is the God that is into the detail of your life. Says he, Psalms 147 says he counts the stars and he knows them all by name. God is the creator. He knows all the stars. He's named all the stars with us and knew us before we were ever formed. And yet, here we are saying that we are God's masterpieces. We understand that not one sparrow falls from the sky. Not one bird is not known by Jesus. Jesus even knows the, the very numbers of, of hairs that are on your head, which is easy for me, a little harder for some of you. But this is our God, the God of the creator God. Created the heavens and the earth, everything in it, created you and me and calls us masterpieces. Matthew, verse 10. Oh, we don't need to read that. Sorry, Sesson. I said it. Every star has a name. The birds, the lilies, the flowers, all created with care, all created with love, and all created with a purpose. There's not one thing on this earth that God hasn't created that, that doesn't have a purpose. Jeremiah 1 says, I knew you and formed you in your mother's womb, and I set you apart. Psalms 138, verse 8 says, The Lord will work out his plans for my life, for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me. You made me. You are a masterpiece. If you're in this room, if you're alive, you've got to know your identity. And there's more, but we'll start here. You're a masterpiece. You're not an accident. Amen? Amen. Number two. Purpose, remember, we're, we're talking about the knots, the knots surrounding purpose. Purpose is not what you do. Purpose is not what you do. The world says that you are what you do. You are defined by your job. You're defined by your economic standing. You're, you're defined by your recreational activities, by your hobbies. The world says you, those, that what you do is who you are. Now, I love basketball. I'm not a basketball player. I can play basketball, but I'm not a basketball player, obviously. But the Word says, the Word of God says that we are defined by Christ and what He did for us. It's not about a level of success. It's not about a, 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 um, achieving. It's not about what we do. We're defined by Christ. We're defined by that cross. We're defined by Him raising from the dead. That is what defines us. We have to understand that God is always going to be concerned about who you are and who you're becoming as opposed to what you do. God is not, does not get carried away or, or caught up with what you're doing. We might, as people, as humans, we might, but God is not concerned about that thing. He's concerned about who you're becoming. He's concerned about who you're becoming and who, what you're doing and who you're turning into and transforming into. And hopefully that's in the image of Jesus. Purpose is about who you are, and God is interested in your identity more than he's interested in your activity. Amen? If you don't know, I, I'm in plumbing sales. Jennifer, can you give me my water? I'm in plumbing sales. So Monday through Friday, I sell plumbing equipment. Thank you. 
to plumbers, to stores, to wholesalers, and my job is to make sure that the stuff that the plumbers are buying and putting into your homes, into your offices, into your businesses is working correctly. So basically, my job is to make sure that you're comfortable and happy with the stuff that you poop in. I don't want to not be humbled, but I just feel like I'm, I am a little bit more than what I do. I think it's safe to say that. My purpose in life is not to care for what you pee in. Now, that's my job, and I do it with all the best of my ability, and, it, and I love it and, it, and it provides for my family, but that's not who I am. I'm not here on this earth so I can sell plumbing equipment to contractors and plumbers. It's what I have to do to make a living, but it's not who I am. I'm not defined by that. Your purpose isn't wrapped up in doing. I have to do this. I have to do that. If I do this, then maybe I can do that. Or maybe if I just do this really, really hard and I just wrap myself up with this and, and focus on doing this, then I can attain my purpose. It's none of that in the kingdom of God. Purpose is about becoming who God has purposed you to be. It's not about doing. We have stay-at-home moms in the life of our church. We have uh, young kids working retail. We have kids who are in college. We have um, um, just a different ride or way, business owners in the life of our church. How, how unfair would it be to, like, to, to, to compare those things and say a stay-at-home mom has no purpose because she's not doing anything? That's what people would say. I know my wife works. I see the, my kids, so. But then, but, but it still goes in the, in the back of your mind where you're just like, I'm just taking care of my kids. I'm not doing anything. I'm not succeeding in anything. I'm not achieving in anything. And that's not true, right? You're raising young lives. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And our purpose is rooted in the creator, in King Jesus, the, the, the God that we've sang this morning about. It's rooted in that. It's not rooted in the doing. You guys with me? If it's rooted into doing, then we'll all just spin our wheels daily just trying to do stuff and achieve stuff. That's not the heart of our God. Number three, your purpose is not about you. Your purpose is not about you. Tell your neighbor it's not about you. Now's your chance. Let them know. It's not about you. Your purpose is not about you. And it doesn't make sense because they're like, wait a minute, it's my purpose. Of course it's about me. What do you mean it's not about me? It's my purpose. Let me try to break that down. Your purpose isn't about how you look. What you can accomplish your purpose doesn't exist to make you look good, to make you feel good, to give you status. The purpose of your life is far greater than our own personal fulfillment. It's greater than our own peace of mind. It's greater than what makes me happy. Your purpose isn't wrapped up in what's going to bring you more money. More followers, what makes you feel more accomplished. Your purpose is far greater than your family's 
Your purpose is bigger than your wildest dreams. Our purpose is not about us. And that's usually the biggest part that trips us all up is because that's where we start. It's usually where we start regarding purpose. We start with ourselves. What makes me happy? What are my friends like? What's going to make people like me? What's going to get me noticed? What's going to put more money in my pocket? We start with us. We start with our goals. We start with our ambitions, our dreams, my plans, my happiness. It's my life. And it's God's life. God's a creator. We are his masterpiece. We're his workmanship. If we are created by God for God, it's God that has a purpose and a hope and a future for us. We need to understand that as we read the scripture that says, it is God who directs our steps. So to find our purpose, we must start with God. And it's always the misstep because we always start with us. To find our purpose, we must start with God. It begins with God. It ends with God. We are made for a purpose by God, for, by a purposeful God. We have been created by God for God. That's why we're alive this morning. That's why he allowed us to wake up, because we have something to do for him. Amen? Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created. For him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. So we are created, church, for Jesus, through Jesus, for Jesus. Amen. We can, we can spin our wills a lot, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of disappointing conversations when we're focused on what's, what's happening in our lives and what we're succeeding in and what we're accomplishing and what we're doing. And, and we start off on the wrong foot and we start off at the wrong starting point. We start off with ourselves. And our purpose isn't just, like I said, to, to put some dollars in our pocket to gain some Instagram followers. That's, that's not our purpose. There's nothing wrong with those things. But we need to start off with God. And um, I really do feel that there's going to be some freedom that comes from this series. I really do believe that there's going to be some things that are broken off our minds and our hearts when it comes to our purpose. Amen? Amen. Awesome. So, Lord, I thank you, God. Lord, I thank you, God, to remind us this morning that we are not accidents. Thank you, God, for realigning our, our, our vision and our hearts, God, that our purpose is not in what we do, and our purpose is not about what's going to make us look good. Lord, I pray, God, for those of us who are struggling with this thing of purpose, Lord, I pray, God, that there would be a freedom that breaks off of each and every one of us. Every lie that was told, every thought that was thought that was not about you, God, or not from you or of you, Lord, I pray that we just fall to the floor this morning. Lord, we thank you, God, for the purpose that you have placed in our lives. God, I thank you, Lord, for the purpose that you have placed in each and every one of us, God, as believers, as saints, as those Christians who have said yes to you, Lord, the purpose that you have placed in our lives. 
God, we thank you for that purpose. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that through this series and through this month, God, that we would just have an understanding of what you're calling this church to do and to be those you're trying to reach and not for our glory, God, but for your glory, King Jesus. In your mighty name, amen. amen. Awesome. So you are lucky that you're getting out early this morning. I can tell you more stuff in my book if you like. <laughs> Since we have time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're not here for me. What's wrong with you guys? Hey, love somebody. You guys got barbecues to go to. Invite somebody. Get some other people involved. Have a good day. Be safe. Don't play with fire. And um, enjoy your day. <laughs>